Today, we're going to talk about the future of construction, the future of how homes are going to be built, and uh, some of the new technology that we see come, come rolling around. But first, hit that subscribe button below, dingle on the bell so you get notified next time we post a new video. And uh, where'd you come up with this idea there, Rich? You, you, you came up with this future of construction, future of well, new home building? It really came about just, you know, the, the, the May issue of Builders Magazine showed up. And of course, it's this month's <laughs> issue is usually the top 100 builders in the nation. They do that annually. But I started flipping through there and they just had a number of different articles. Okay. So that's what really kind of got me thinking about, you know, let's talk, just have a general discussion about where we think we're going to be heading in the next 5, 10 years, 20 years. Um, it's amazing because construction truly lags for productivity and automation yes. over almost every other sector. And there's real challenges. We know lumber's up. We know this. We know that there's a shortage of skilled labor. Right. Um, but if you're filling jobs with unskilled labor, your <laughs> chances or odds for innovation are slim to none. Correct. So it really goes back to we really do need to reinvest in trades to yeah. get better correct so uh the first one that i one of the articles was about babcock ranch there you go which is just up the road from me okay <clears throat> so this is a a groundbreaking subdivision that i don't remember the exact number of homes i want to say it's like ten thousand homes it's yeah. a city yeah but it's a solar city so they've got a 870 acre 150 megawatt solar farm there. Wow. The battery backup systems for the grid that they use. Um, and they're building these greener homes. So the building code for Babcock requires uh, cradle to grave. Okay. Uh, you don't do concrete driveways. You know, you do impervious surfaces, things like just little things, little things. Right. Uh, but they have a street now they're doing, and it's called Innovation Way. Okay. So you've got three major builders, Pulte, Lennar, and D.R. Horton. You know, three of the largest national builders in the country are building houses on there. But what's really kind of cool about it is they're doing uh, residential gray water systems. So they have reuse, right? Your right. gray water, instead of pumping up fresh water for irrigation, use your green, gray water for irrigation. Uh, new stucco and insulation systems. They weren't specific. Um, I'm not sure what you're going to change in stucco insulation. I get because we're getting away from, uh, you know, all the, the polystyrenes and foil and going more into spray foams. Right. And the Air purification glass. systems, yep. which, you know, really good. You know, and we're not talking about the UV stick in the in the air <laughs> handler that gets up eventually. Yeah, the black light. Um, smart appliances, which is cool. Yes. But one of the the coolest things I thought in this whole thing was that FPNL, which is the power company here, be like ComEd for up north. Right. They're working on battery solutions uh, on the on the solar farm and everything, but for battery backup for the homes, they're actually working with Ford using the F-150 Lightning. Yeah. And they're saying that the right house, it could power the house from three to 10 days. Yes. A fully charged Lightning. <laughs> Yeah. I didn't know that. I can't imagine that you could power a whole house, run some air. Not down here. You got air conditioning. Right? right. Otherwise, you're miserable. Right. I could sit in the dark, have my fridge going, a fan, 
but I'd really like my AC running, you know? So <laughs> you, need you to just got to cool. watch the numbers, but I really thought it was cool that they did innovative way. Yes. Okay. So from those homes, and this goes back to a show we did a couple of weeks ago on hers ratings. Yes. So these will all have hers ratings because they're solar because of the new construction techniques. Those should have hers ratings. Uh, mine was a 53 which that's, is a great number. That's good. These should be in the 35 to, I would say 42 range. You know, they're not gonna be airtight, but they have solar, they're not, you know, grid dependent, gray water systems. So I think those are gonna be some really great houses. And what that's what you have to understand is the HERS rating then that these houses do and how this stuff works is gonna determine the next phase of homes. Right, and what's that HERS rating again? building code. That HERS is- Pardon? The HERS rating the is? The Home Energy Rating Score. Right. So it's like I said, it's it's the same as uh, your Energy Star for appliances, right? Or the MPG or water sense for your for faucets, right? Yep. MPG that oh. you look at on your car, or your truck. Same, it's the same yep. thing. So this this innovative way street that they're doing, um, it's like a two to three year experiment. In other words, they're going to build these, but they're going to follow every bit of those homes, all the bills, everything, and they're going to what you're going to have is quantitative results, right? And then they for can the improvements they've made, and they can then apply and, those to the homes in the rest of the, the the division subdivision where they're working. Well, not just the subdivision. Hopefully, they take it across the country because the whole idea of a hers rating again, not to go back into that show, right? But my score being at a fifty-three, that means I'm seventy-two percent better than a house that was built in nineteen seventy-two, and forty-eight percent better than a house built in two thousand six. <laughs> That's incredible. That's some major improvements in yes. energy conservation and home comfort, right? Right. Did it cost me thousands and thousands? No. Right. A few. Not going to lie, cost a little more. But you're going to make it back. We're not talking $100,000 more. Right. You're going to make that money back over the you know the next couple of years while you're Two living years. here. Yeah. yeah. So that was the cool one. Yes. Uh, the next one you I know you'd like. This. This. I, I was trying to find out more information on this one, and I couldn't. But this is very, very okay, cool. Okay, so the article was really kind of brief about it. So Century Communities, another big builder in Arizona, they just contracted with uh, Diamond Age, who is the company who built this concrete pumping 3D printer. Yes. To build 72 homes. Yes. Now, according to the article, which does not give a lot of depth, and maybe we'll have to reach out to some people, but this this Diamond Age has never built a house. They have all the <laughs> prototypes, all the stuff. Right. But this is going to be the first time they really actually do it. So to be contracted to pump out, I mean the term literally, yeah. 72 <laughs> homes, it's going to be pretty cool. Yes. And they're so, doing it And it would be fun to watch that. So I'm sure we'll watch for YouTube or something. There'll be something out there. Yeah. But they're doing this in Arizona. They're not going to have to worry about as they're laying down the concrete it, it, that the rain's going to come and start washing it away as the 3D printer is going. So, you know, you're going to have control, uh, quality control over pretty much the temperatures and, and, the, uh, and the humidity and the environment. So you're going to have good curing times and consistent curing times. Trying to do this in other parts of the country, I could see could be uh, a real Well, pain. concrete, the slower it cures, the stronger it is. So in Arizona, you got to pump it with cold water because if it starts going off too fast. Yep then it becomes brittle. So actually in our client, you know, in the Chicago climates and all that, I mean, aside from below 30 degrees, you're good. Right. Rain. Yeah. I don't know. The other things that I've, I've seen a couple of videos where they actually have a couple of guys walking around, you know, called electricians and plumbers. And as <laughs> yeah. this thing's pumping, they're actually sticking stuff in the walls right. to, 
to feed it. Yeah. Because it doesn't just do the four exterior walls. It'll do interior partitions. and It does it all. So yeah. we got to get into this a little bit more. We'll have to. That's why I said it's worth a road trip. Yes, this that'd be fun to to take a ride. So down maybe I'll reach out to Diamond Age and just tell them our our little YouTube channel. We talked about it. We'd really be interested in more information. Yes, yes. So this is this is all I could find. The only picture I could find from them, other than on their website, where they show that. And that's they do the one from the stuff. magazine. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was it. So we'll reach out. Yeah. Excellent. So the next thing is virtual reality, which this popped up and it was kind of more of a, they'd used it more for interior design. Mm -hmm. But when I was at the Builder Show in Vegas a few years ago, there was a couple of booths where you could go in there, put these on, and you could walk through your whole building, your house, and they could literally change things. But when we were there in February, I don't remember seeing that. Nope. I don't, and and I, we didn't see anything like that. Um, we did skip a chunk, but that was mostly the kitchen kitchen cabinets no no we you know what we skipped the technology section all the computer com programs and stuff and it may have been in that section oh it would have been in there so we we did skip the all the computer programs or it we is thinking, not because well, we, we don't that. like technology it's because if you've ever walked the builder show <laughs> there's just not enough huge. hours in a day you really need two to two and a half full days yes to take a stroll it's just so big yes so that makes sense but anyway so these things are cool. I mean, you know, gamers are using all 3D, right? It's all virtual reality and so on. But to, to have an architect design something for you and to be able to just slip on some goggles. And then actually walk through just start through walking it. through and, you know, reaching and going, eh, yeah, I like that. No, I don't like that. And, you know, That's a cool. lot of people can't look at a piece of paper and look oh, at, yeah. at the, uh, the layout and really understand what they're getting. And you have mm -hmm. to flip things into 3D. We do that with our kitchen and bath design stuff. And we print out pictures so that they actually can see the elevations of what things are. And this is the next step for that, is to be able to put these yeah. goggles on and walk through a project. So you can see your kitchen change. It's not just, you know, for new construction. This can be applied to a, a remodel or a basement remodel, kitchen right. remodel, an addition. So you can walk around your house and see what that addition is going to look like once it gets put on your house. So... It, yeah, this so is great technology. It's great technology, and it's a matter of just finding somebody that, A, does it or is uh, good at it. Right. Um, but I know there's costs involved, right? So depending on the scale of your project, you know, would I shell out $1,000 to do a bathroom remodel? Maybe not. But right. would I shell out two grand for a new house or for a major overhaul of your house, a big remodel? Absolutely. Sure. So that you could see everything. Too much just save and change orders and just changes. You can get right through everything. Yep. So, which leads us into the next one, which was BIM. BIM. Now, BIM is not, BIM is called building information modeling. Right. We've had a lot of discussions in my company. I keep trying to get, not my company, the company I work for. I've been trying to get them to spend the money. We're building these huge multi-million dollar homes. Right. And we spend so much time and money reworking stuff in the field, but our owners find that it's worthwhile apparently to not spend the money up front and avoid these conflicts. Huh. So maybe they had an actuary come in and said, okay, if you're spending this, we're still saving a hundred bucks. Right. But no matter what they figure in money, we're losing days. Right. Because we're constantly with, with the structural we have with concrete and rebar, you know, you can't just put a ductwork through there. Right. You can't just cut a hole. Right. So 
The building information modeling, you combine the information of the architect, structural engineer, HVAC engineer, your plumbing, your electrical engineer, you put all this stuff together in, now you throw on your 3D goggles. Right. Or you go through a modeling program, 3D, where you can spin it and slice it and so on. And all of a sudden you go, oh, ductwork's hitting this beam. Yeah, that Either we need happen. to lower the ceiling, upturn the beam, whatever. But we know it then. Right. Not after, not while we're trying to form the damn thing up. Right. Or so after me, it's BIM formed. Is, yeah. The BIM modeling, the, the BIM, that to me is, it's not cheap. For a big, big house, you could be talking $4,000. Yeah. But from what I've seen out in the field on the houses that we build, <laughs> you'd save it. I think you'd save, you'd save the money. You really would. Right. So, and it's cool anyway. Yeah, I think so. And, and you know, I, I, again, I was researching this, this really is pretty cool. And, um, you can do it at this scale, commercial scale, but you can also do it at, uh, at a residential scale. So it, it, it does work in both. And I think the next picture I've got is something to do with that. Doesn't it? Yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what it looks like. So you've got all of the all the wow, mechanicals are laid laid out, yeah. so you can see where everything's going to go, where everything's going to fall. So it's pretty yep. cool. Yep. All right. So I skipped up, Kevin. My bad. <laughs> back up too, Kevin. Back up too. Go back to real time construction. There you go. There you go. That one. You are not wrong. I skipped over it. Sorry. But yeah. So. Another really cool thing is real-time construction management program software, which I know you use. Yep. And actually, we use the same program. Um, but you can find them. Constellation does it maybe more so for production builders, Procore's a little more. Uh, you can kind of work with it and make it work for your company. Um, Builder Trend is what we use, and you know it's been a really good program and it's quite customizable to your business. Um, but what's really great with it is you can track everything from first contact, right? You know, from sales all the way through to the contract to production. But uh, while you're building it, the job photos, communication with your clients, change orders, billing, you know, paying bills for QuickBooks. I mean, it goes on and on. That what's really cool about it is no matter where I am, no matter where you are, you can log in and see it, right? Because it's all cloud based. Correct. The other thing I like about it, I've got clients that write their own change orders. And then mm -hmm. I get a notification that they want this change. So they've already written it. All I have to do is price it out. And, mm -hmm. and then I, I, I release it, and then they approve it, or we talk, and we adjust it. And, you know, they, then it's yes or no. It's done. There's no, right. there's no at the end of the job going, oh, well, what do we do? Oh, yeah, that's right. We did this and this. Now we got to charge the client for it. I didn't get a change order written mm -hmm. for that one makes a huge difference when it comes to the end of the job. You know what needs to be built out, what doesn't. And, uh, and then it tracks the day-to-day -day work that happens on that job. Right. So, well, and it'll even help if you run your business 100% with it. I mean, they've got time cards built into yes. each job. So if you're one of those guys that you might have to hit three jobs during the day, you can clock in on that job when you arrive right. and clock out when you're leaving so that it knows you were there an hour and a half. So all of this stuff is so crazy and integrated, yes. but you know, and then you get the app on your phone, you can finish everything up. I right. mean, it's just, it is pretty cool. Yeah, no, it, so that's the, great. The technology is out there and most all of them charge you just monthly based on usage. Mm -hmm. um, so they can be quite, I don't know, even if you think it's expensive, it's only because you haven't used it yet. <laughs> this is true. You don't know how much time, I thought, man, that's a lot of money because 
we just pay the monthly flat fee for as much as we can use. But, I mean, I think we've got over 90 current jobs active right in, now in there. And that could yeah. be because we're, we have to start it or it's already started or there's something left over. We've got a punch list to get, get through, uh, callbacks. Yeah. All, all that's managed right there. And we go to one spot and we've got access to everything and we can see what's going on. Don't need to call the yeah. guys and say, hey, what happened yesterday? You go on Builder Trends, no. you can read it and they got pictures. It's done. You know? Right. You had your daily logs. You've got. Right. Uh, you can do to dos and do checklists and yeah, it's 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 a pretty cool program and I believe Procore is quite similar. Yeah. And of course your scheduling's there and of course you can have your clients see it. Your subs can see the schedules. Send alerts when you make adjustments to your schedules. Right. I mean it's just some crazy cool stuff. Yeah. So. Well, for someone okay. like me who does a lot of floating, it's great because I can finish the project that I'm sent to do make all my notes before I go to the next one, then at the end of the day, I'm not going, wait, what time was I there? What did I do on that job? Did I do this, exactly. that? Exactly. No, you yeah. literally it, it clock makes, in, clock out. It makes out. things no, so and, and much and easier There's for a me. lot of software out there for that. No. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's so beautiful. the last thing I wanted to talk about was... Uh, go two called, clicks now, Kev. Yep. There's that one, and now that's the one we were talking about. Now go to the next one. There you go. Yeah. ESG. So now they can edit. We'll just cut those little segments <laughs> yeah. out. No, he won't. They're I just going to run it. The, the last, yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> so the last segment, it's ESG. And, and it would be honest with you, until I started reading this one, I didn't really know what it meant either. Right. So this is actually more for large construction companies like Pulte, Lennar, and DL Horton, okay, the major players. Right. But the reports showing their environmental, social, and governance, basically what the company does, what's good. You know, what are they doing for the environment? Are they just clear cutting the trees to build a subdivision or are they saving Woodsy the owl or are they, you know, not hurting the, the, the salamander over by the pond? Uh -huh. uh, social is, you know, how they hire and fire. I mean, you know, do they have more women? Are they choosing people of color to work with them? So it sounds kind of more like a part of the times, but what it really does is it, it's, allowing investors to invest in a company they're comfortable with based on this report. Right. So, and it was interesting because in the article it even said just a few years ago in 2018, there's a number of companies that were like, yeah, no. Yeah. And now it's become pretty much the norm in less than two right. and a half years. Right. Well, people want to, they want to make sure they're, what they're investing in has their same values of what, of what they feel need to be done and how things should be run. So, um, you know, is there going to be an ESG? I always thought 30% ROI was fine. <laughs> You're right. But is there going to be an ESG report on a coal, on a coal mining? Uh, you know, maybe, but probably yeah. not. You know, so. May not be. You know, that you, you kind of look at certain things like that. that people want to know how that company's run, make sure they're investing in it wisely, and want to know what that mm -hmm. their money is going the way they want to have it spent. So it's an interesting way of looking at things that, you know, probably what five years yeah ago? it's just a kind of a new new yeah. thing that's really kind of taken off that i had not really heard much about and i know the company i work for for we're pretty good size but we're privately held so right they don't have one no <laughs> <laughs> no not at all so no this is like i said mostly for publicly traded companies you know the big players but it does make sense in some respects i mean you know just so you know that you're comfortable investing in that company right that's exactly it so Hopefully that gives you a kind of quick overview, at least for 2022, of yeah. the future of construction, the future of home building, some of the things that are coming up that are new. And, uh, and again, you saw this in what, 
what was the uh, article in? Builder Magazine. In Builder's Magazine. You know, the articles were all in there, and I just kind of disseminated some of the information and then did a little together. more checking up on it. And yeah. yeah. It just saved you having to read it. <laughs> there you go. You just got to listen to it. So, all right. With that, until next time. Keep it square and level. There you go. See, I let you do it this time. That's how that works. <laughs> got to take turns now, and tag team. Yeah, now we just got to go find Doc and get in the car. And, and what is it, 88 miles an hour? We're ready to go. Yeah, that's it. <laughs>